0: Get more bottles. These bottles are lonely. It's a moment when I show up. God, I'm saying wow. Hundred bands in my pocket. It's on. So welcome 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 this is the fourth and one podcast welcome everyone to this mini sode. so i wanted to get on here to let everyone know a couple things so i'm going to start out first and foremost with the big news remember how last year for those of For those diehard fans out there that listen to this pod every single week, how we took the summer off and we came back right before college football. Well, we're kind of going to do the same thing, except we're going to do it a little earlier. So this will be or last week was our last full show until June mid-June somewhere around there. We'll let you know on Instagram. We'll maybe have a mini show here and there uh, throughout May, but this last week was our last full episode. So what we're going to do is we're going to come back June beginning or middle of June and we're going to touch on every single conference for college football. We are going to get you we're going to go conference by conference, week by week. In terms of each week is a new conference and we're going to get you all prepared for college football, man. But I thought that we were going to do another full episode and Simeon's like, nah, let's just leave it. So I couldn't leave you guys hanging because even though I'm Captain Boring, I got you guys. So, I'm just going to do this little mini-sode. I was already making notes about what I wanted to talk about this week. So, I'm going to touch on that just real quick. It's not going to be an hour long. might not even be 30 minutes long. But I'll just give you this little quick, like I said, mini-sode. And then we'll see you again in June. Now, if something big were to happen, we might hit you back up for a little another mini-sode with both of us. I might come on. I might do one by myself. He might do one by himself. But we always Always got you guys. All right. So, some things that have happened this past weekend. Today is 420, which is my favorite holiday because of the implication, if you know what I mean. No, in in all seriousness, I just like it because, you know, 420 blazing, 69 is my favorite number, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm basically just a frat boy. So, here we go. USFL started this past weekend. Again, I'm recording this as of 420. LOL. this will come out 422 about some time around then. So last weekend, USFL opened. It gave us some okay football. Listen, these are all guys on NFL rosters or guys who have played high level D1 college football. So it's going to at least be decent football. The NFL, as we touched on already, is going to use it as. Their uh, petri dish for new rules, uh, some uh, you know trying some things out in terms of you know rules and and play and things like that. So listen, it was quality football. Tune in if you're bored. If you're bored of NBA playoff basketball, tune in because it's entertaining. Listen, uh, we we rated the uniforms in an earlier episode. So if you haven't listened to that, go check that out. But yeah, it it was quality football. The Birmingham uh, stallions really did put on a show. And so, so far they look like the best team or maybe they just went up against the worst defense. I don't know. So go check that out. They will play two games, both Saturday and Sunday. So it will be on between a mix of Fox and Fox sports and NBC So make sure you go check out the USFL, check out the unis, make fun of the unis, comment down below which one's your least favorite, which one's your most favorite, and let us know. Speaking of NBA playoff basketball, which I did just touch on just a minute ago, look at that transition, Kyrie Irving is getting into it with the Boston fans. Now, for those of you who do not know, Kyrie Irving got traded to Boston from Cleveland, And then said, I'm going to resign here. I'm going to play here a long time. Promptly, after that season that was marred with injuries and things like that, left and went to Brooklyn. So. Boston fans really don't like him. And to be fair, he doesn't really like Boston fans. He's called the Boston fans racist before. He knows what he's going to get every time he walks in the building. And so they were kind of booing him. He was giving them all the middle finger. He was making fun of them, calling them kind of crybabies. I said in an earlier podcast, sharks don't concern themselves with activity of shrimp. That is true in this situation, but also he's not whining about the fans. He said, I'm just giving what I get and I'm just matching their energy that they're giving me. And I appreciate the fact that he's not whining now do I think he probably should shouldn't do some of this stuff because he is an athlete he is paid to kind of be like that yes but I do appreciate that he's not complaining about it he's just saying I'm just matching the energy that they're giving me they're calling me the F word and the P word and and all of that so I'm going to give them a middle finger and call them crybabies and I'm going to hit a three in your face and I'm going to go for 35 now. The Celtics lost, but he's matching their energy, and that's all he's doing. He's not saying, oh, we sh- need to ban fans, blah, blah, blah. He's saying, if they're going to say fuck me, I'm going to tell them to go fuck themselves as well. And I'm trying to find it, but I do not have it anywhere. Here Sorry, it is. Sorry, Sorry, And I'm mom. okay with that. Whoops. So, I'm okay with Kyrie Irving giving what he gets to the Boston fans. Now, he's not getting into shouting matches again, which, now, if this escalates to shouting matches, that's fine, or physical altercations, that's another thing. He's just giving them the finger, and he's, you know, making this gesture like this, and that's fine. No big deal. Do I think that maybe he should rise above it? Yeah, but a person can only take so much. At least he's not whining about it, okay? I am totally. Totally on board with all of that. Next, there are 3,600 players in the college football transfer portal. And my buddy said, isn't that a problem? And I think this goes back to the conversation we were having last week, which is it is, but it also isn't. So this is good for lower level teams because the trickle down effect again of Alabama and Ohio State and Oklahoma and Clemson and Georgia getting all of their player the high money and all the high NIL money to, and the kids who want to be the superstar will then leave that program and maybe go to somewhere like a Boise State or a lower level school a lower level D1 school and shine for them so that's good for those schools It is bad in the terms that there is no regulation on it. Multiple coaches are calling for regulation. I agree, but I don't want the NCAA to control it because the NCAA is just a terrible organization and should be banned from doing anything other than academics and making sure that kids go to classes. That is my personal opinion. Mark Emmerich is worse than Roger Goodell, A million and a half billion times over. So why would I trust him to with any amount of money considering he gave himself a big pay raise after COVID when when schools were shutting down and couldn't have fans and all of this? Okay. So that's one side of it. The other side of this is the fact that the this has to get back. There needs to be education done for the kids. Because every kid wants to go play D1 football and wants to be the guy, the man, the face of the franchise, the player, the one to win the Heisman, the outstanding lineman, the outstanding defensive player, to win the natty, to win the conference championship, to win the division championship, to go out and just absolutely every Saturday light it up one way or another and then to get drafted. But what kids are failing to realize is they want it and they want it right now. We are all guilty of this. You see a bill come in the mail, you want to pay it right away. You see, you see a, a movie you want to see, you want to go see it on opening night. You see the girl across the bar, you want to go get her number right then, Right? So I understand these kids want it now. There needs to be more education that it You just don't show up on campus as an 18, 19, and sometimes even 20-year-olds and dominate right away. Sometimes it takes work. Sometimes you got to go over to the girl at the bar and talk with her a little bit. Get to know her before she'll give you her number. Sometimes you don't have the money in the bank account to pay the bill right away, so you got to wait a minute to pay that bill. Sometimes you have plans when the new Marvel movie comes out and you got to wait a minute and go the next weekend. Sometimes you have to put in the time and the work, more importantly, the work and the effort in order to be the big man on campus, the face of the franchise, the Heisman winner, the Lombardi winner, okay, the Maxwell Award winner. Sometimes it just takes work the belief winner. So what I'm asking is that whatever governing body eventually takes over this. I'm asking for them to educate these kids to be like yes in some situations the coach you came to play for got fired or left for another school. That's one thing you don't like the new coach you're out. That's fine. But if you're there for a year or two and things still aren't happening, maybe you got to look in the mirror and just keep grinding. Or maybe, and I know this is controversial, you're not as good as you thought you were. Just a possibility. You're not as good as you thought you were. You need to self reevaluate. You're still going to get a great education. And again, there are always those exceptions to the rule. Kids who want to move back closer to home. Kids who don't like the coaching staff. Kids who do see a better opportunity at another school, a viable opportunity at another school And want to go there. But the kids who just want to bounce around because they are being the guy. Because they want to be the guy. And they want to be right now. And they don't feel like they're getting the opportunity. I feel like that makes up most of the 3,600 kids in the transfer portal. Could be wrong. I do not know this. But that from watching all my college football. That's a lot of the attitudes that a lot of like Kirk Herbstreit and Desmond Howard, that that's what they pick up on. And that's why a lot of these kids are transferring. So kids stick it out sometimes self-evaluate it, Even if I leave Michigan to go to Wisconsin to play, am I, am, am I really, is this move going to make it easier for me to start? The answer might be yes, but more than likely it's oh no, I need to self-evaluate because there's a reason the the freshman who just came in is beating me. Maybe I should spend extra time in the weight room. Maybe I should do extra drills with the coach. Stay after practice, watch film, things like that. All right. Now, staying on kind of that same football topic there, DeBo Samuel again today is 420 Wednesday. This is coming out Friday. Once out. So this is about two days old now by. So everyone knows this. Something a little shocking. And there might be more news. Again as this comes out. uh, That has happened uh, since I'm reporting this. Debo Samuels. Wide receiver slash running back. Do it all man. For the San Francisco 49ers once traded. He wants a new contract. And the San Francisco 49ers have told him. We want to give you. Give you the money you want, so he wants probably wide receiver one money. He carries the ball. He scored fourteen touchdowns last year, seventy five catches, uh, fourteen hundred yards. He ran the ball for like three hundred yards. He had like uh, two two thousand all purpose yards. Okay, he's a, he's a do it all kind of guy. There is something lost in translation, or there's some something. He either wants an asinine amount of money. Like, way over Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, what they're getting paid. Or, there's something going on behind the scene in San Francisco. Either way, it's going to come to light. He says he once traded. He didn't tell Jeff Darlington, who reported on this, that, for ESPN, why that is. But he wants out. Again, there's some disconnect. So, what I'm watching for is, if this is truly all about money... San Francisco, you kind of got to pay him because he's your only offensive weapon at at this point in time. But if other players start also wanting out of San Francisco, then this is another issue. And this is something that the front office... Just like I said with the kids just a minute ago. They need to self-evaluate. What's going on that all of these high-profile players suddenly want out? If this trend continues. Because they have the money. You need to trade Jimmy Garoppolo to get his contract off the books. And then guess what? You need to go pay Debo Samuel. Because everyone else in your division has a number one receiver in their division. the, The Rams. Cooper Cup plus Allen Robinson, plus they're trying to get Odell Beckham again. You have the Arizona Cardinals. They have DeAndre Hopkins and, uh, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm forgetting, A.J. Green. Thank you. You have Seattle. Yeah, no quarterback, but they have uh, DK Metcalf. You need a number one guy. You're not going to win this division without a number one guy, and that guy for you is Debo Samuel. So 49ers, pay him. Now don't go uh, now don't go too crazy cuz you're going to have to probably play trade Lance in a little bit. You got to pay that defense still and that offensive line that uh, that holsters that running game that paves the way for that running game. So you got to figure that out, but you got to pay him And you got to figure out whatever, if it's not a money issue, then you got to figure out why he wants out. And you got to fix that now. Because without a number one wide receiver, the entire rest of your division has a number one wide receiver. You're in the second hardest division in all of football behind the AFC West. And finally, some good news here, I guess. The NFL is launching its first ever VR. Excuse me. They're launching the first ever VR on um, uh, the PlayStation View. I think it's called PlayStation View, and the 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 Meta Verse or whatever. So uh, so that'll be fun to look at. Just some happy news. I'll, I'll I'll be excited for that to play it once or twice. I've never personally played VR. I, I think it's cool, but I have heard it's one of those things where it's like cool for like the weekend. And then once it wears off, it's like, okay, it's whatever. And it's more of a cool party thing. I'm not a big partier. I like to stay in on the weekends. I like to do nothing. I like to stay in. I'm an introvert. That's how I recharge from a hard uh, work week since I'm a nurse and I have to go people. Uh, For most of the day, I want to stay in and I want to recharge. So, but I am looking forward to that. I, I think eventually we will go the way of total VR all gaming system will. I will touch on why what why we hate sports. Listen, why we hate sports. I brought it up kind of earlier with Kyrie Irving, not Kyrie Irving. Again, I am okay with how he is doing his. Actions and responding to those fans why we hate sports is the fact that the fans (laughs) So now it's kind of opposite instead of sharks sharks don't concern themselves with shrimp. It's shrimp don't Poke sharks because they get eaten just don't do it You can heckle but let's make the heckling accurate. When I go to games, I, I'm a heckler. I like to heckler, but I make it accurate. Uh, uh, the local uh, minor league baseball team here, the Lancaster Barnstormers, I go there. If the pitcher is just throwing balls and balls, I will scream out, hey, you gotta throw a strike to in order to strike him out. That's accurate, right? I'm not calling the guy a bitch. I'm not calling the guy a pussy. I'm not... I, I'm not um, uh, calling, call, call making fun of his religion or anything like that. I'm 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 saying it accurate. Hey, guess what? If you you gotta get him out in order for him not to score, you can't let him hit a home run, or you're gonna get pulled. Like I like I do true heckling. I'm not calling people names, okay? So fans, you are the reason, you're one of the reasons why I love sports, but you're also one of the reasons why I hate sports. Let's all try to be adults because also we are then teaching the kids we bring along or the kids who are there how to heckle in properly. I think I might throw a heckling one-on-one class for everyone. If you're going to heckle, it has to be true statements. If the fielder misses the fly ball, hey, you got to catch it in order to get them out. You know, things like that. He misses a three pointer. Hey, you gotta make it in order to score. Okay. Yeah, that makes him feel bad. That cuts them deep because guess what? They know that. And now you're just being annoying, but nothing you said was untrue and nothing you said was mean. So if you're going to heckle, heckle truthfully. Don't call them names. But again, I have no problem with how Kyrie Irving responded to the fans. He didn't whine about it, Russell Westbrook. He didn't demand to get them thrown out, LeBron James. He gave them the middle finger. He matched their energy that they were giving him, gave them the middle finger, called them crybabies, and then dropped 35 in a playoff game one loss. So listen, that's all I have for you for this mini-sode. Let's see if I can't get some... um uh some stuff in here some, some that'll work some music so this has been the fourth and one podcast wash your hands you filthy animals again we are taking the month of May off the rest of the month of April and the month of May and some of June more than likely go follow us on Instagram at fourth and one podcast. Go uh, like and subscribe us on YouTube. Just search for Fourth and One Podcast and sponsor us, anchor.fm/slash Fourth and One. Thank you all so much for listening to me and supporting. I'm Captain Boring, Makai Slicker. Love you all. Peace out. Wash your hands, you filthy animals.